0: Hello, my name is Jason Reichel, and you're listening to Risk Management Brick by Brick. I'm fascinated with people who are helping build and maintain the physical world around us. On each episode of this podcast, we'll dive in with a risk manager, speak to them about how technology plays a role in this process. Our guest for today's episode is risk management technologist and insurance leader, Sharon Fox. Sharon is the Vice President of Partnerships and Strategy here at TrustLayer. With over a decade of experience in technology and partnership, Sharon has a deep understanding of how to build and manage successful relationships and risk management. Sharon has schooled me time and time again on how risk management and technology overlap. I hope you enjoy our conversation. Hello, Sharon. Thank you for joining me on Brick by Brick. How are you today?
1: Great. How are you? Thanks for having me, Jason.
0: <laughs> Great. It's a little odd. We work together every day. So having you on here in a formal setting is a little weird, but I wanted to jump on the opportunity because you and I have so many good conversations about risk, the industry, insurance, where it's going, technology, all of those things. And so I thought it was really important to get you on here and have a conversation. But before we jump into that, tell me how you ended up in the position that you're in, which is kind of a weird one. You're part technology, part insurance expert. Let's talk through how you got here.
1: The feeling is mutual on the weirdness. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm glad most of our conversations are recorded. <laughs> but yeah, I've actually had a, what I selfishly would call kind of an interesting path to getting to technology. I actually started my career in HR and then I found out I'm very much for-the-people person, which makes feel like that in HR. So I went to Coachella, which coincidentally is this weekend, and wanted to move to California. So I started researching industries with jobs that are high in demand and came across the insurance industry. So inevitably, I ended up going back to school for a business focus around insurance, which is a rarity. There's a probably... A, I don't want to use the word, word cult, but we'll call it that, <laughs> around people that have actually gone to school for insurance versus politics
0: That's true. There's not many on this podcast that show up. Yeah,
1: exactly. We've, those people find each other organically. But through that, I ended up working in the insurance broking space, mining power companies, industries I would have never imagined working with and learning about. And then from there, pivoted to really what I think like the underlying passion that I have is entrepreneurship. So had my own consulting business and realized kind of technology was the at the forefront of cutting edge change that was like necessary for the insurance industry. So made a massive leap for me coming from like shuffling paper to working in technology. I always joke i had never used a Mac before. So my first day working in tech, I didn't even know how to use my computer and have really like developed a passion for having change in a very legacy business.
0: So there's two things that stand out in that. One is I think that's the weirdest Coachella story I've ever heard.
1: Yeah, so <laughs> I went to Coachella and then I ended up <laughs> Like
0: I don't think most people go to Coachella and be like, oh, I'm going to go back to school.
1: It's a sad story, I guess, <laughs> when they put it all together. I don't think that's the
0: worst we're doing there. And then two, that transition through a lot of different, I mean, industries that are hundreds of years old and are at like a point where technology can really impact those organizations and change how things are done. Do you have any stories from like when you started where the technology actually was for those organizations or or industries, like how far backwards they were when you first started operating in them?
1: yeah absolutely so i started working a top tier top five insurance brokerage in 2013 2014 not to date myself but i they don't come from to front of mine but at that time in that agency They had a proprietary system they built in-house as their system of record or source of truth. And it was pretty close to a DOS system where it's like F4, F5, F2 to perform actions. And the first thing they said, like day one of the job was like, don't trust that system. Capture this high-level information in it, but otherwise, look at the insurance policy. So very, very technology light. And we were still doing paper filing, meaning printing off documents, putting in a client folder, emails, binders, policies, invoices, the whole thing, all still paper-based.
0: In hundreds too recent lots and lots of transactions worth a lot of money, right? Like, oh my goodness. All those processes. We're not talking about a small organization here. That's really interesting to me because 2014 is not that long ago, right? Like it's in the last 10 years. It feels like, and I've only been in the industry for now, like two and a half years, but it does feel like there's a focus overall on a new wave of technology, enabling organizations to actually get their jobs done more effectively versus disrupting their jobs, which it seems like you were part of the, that first wave of technology that hit the industry and the insurance industry that a lot of risk managers talked to me about around, oh, well, at first technology was coming in and saying like, oh, the way you're doing your job is not correct. And now technology is saying, hey, we're actually a tool utilized for you to actually get your job done. Have you seen a change in the way that the technology industry approaches working in an insurance?
1: Well, I think there's two. There's like the front office client experience and then the back office, the employee experience. And I think there's competing forces and different elements. And I think we've seen a lot of innovation and evolution around the client experience, the technology there. Back office experience is still a lot of legacy technology companies that are making like very valiant efforts to evolve, opening up their systems to APIs, things like that. But I would still say the data capture, those kinds of things are, at least in the property and casualty space, are certainly in a laggard fashion compared to a lot of other industries.
0: Talking about your experience now working with risk managers at TrustLayer. So you're the VP of strategy and partnerships at TrustLayer. Maybe we should say, what does that role entail? What does that look like? Who do you work with?
1: Great question. So the people that I would work with on a day-to-day basis are a lot of agency owners. So large brokerages, top 100 brokerages smaller agencies that are looking to grow their commercial books of business generally, but be more and more consultative to their clients. So most agencies I meet with are not just looking to place insurance. That's kind of one of the elements of risk transfer, but they're also looking to offer different solutions to their clients. So whether that's safety, employee benefits, they really are holistically the external risk managers of their clients. And then when we talk about strategy at TrustLayer and what we're building, a lot of risk managers that are kind of in experiencing the pain day-to-day, uh, working with them kind of, on for lack of a better term, the R&D side of our business and how we can take our technology to the next level as it relates to connectivity and helping them work with their, the third parties faster that they want to work with.
0: So when we talk about the consultative nature, like... The service layer, look, the partners, the brokers themselves and agencies, they are viewing themselves as needing to augment their offerings, augment their skills, be more consultative to the businesses that they sell insurance to. Is that a trend that's happening across the industry? Is that with the people who are working with you in trust layer? Like what percentage of the organization are really focused on these new value added sort of services or trying to provide more than just placing insurance?
1: Yeah, I think brokers have always been focused on being consultative and doing more. And that's why the broker channel exists and will continue to exist for forevermore is because if you have a claim adverse event, having somebody to go to that has the expertise that can be your advocate is incredibly valuable. So I think that piece of it, technology or not, is a really important component of the business. I think what's Insurance broking is a really competitive space. There's an insurance broker in every corner. And it's hard to differentiate yourself when it comes to a service type business. So I think where technology has really taken the forefront for the industry is uh, really affecting positively that client experience. So whether it's through data capture, like filling out your insurance application, or if you're a small business, going through some really quick quote bind issue workflow, I think technology has really impacted the way brokers can differentiate themselves in the niches and markets that they focus on.
0: Right. A lot of brokers that I've spoken to are talking about wanting to basically niche themselves to be experts in a specific area to provide all levels of service in that area, which is also happening when I've talked to risk managers on this podcast about the way that they start to view their subcontractors or parties or vendors, that they are also looking at them and going, well, we're trying to service them too. Not only are we giving them a job, but we're trying to service them. So that's why I was interested is like this idea of adding more value down the chain, something that, where is it coming from? Like in the broker world, maybe it always existed, but it seems to be a a trend amongst everyone where we need to add more value than just the job or add more value than just selling the insurance. It really feels like it's trying to strengthen the overall experience for every level of the value chain that goes down. What are, do you see like as a risk manager, what are some of the challenges today in 2023 for risk managers who are in sort of the middle of that relationship between they're working with the brokers, they're helping subcontractors, where do you see challenges for them today?
1: So I think the biggest challenge for them is visibility. Into all elements of an organization, because when we talk about a risk manager, they are responsible for maybe financial risk of a business, operational risk, and it doesn't necessarily mean that they're experts in all of those things. They're kind of, I would say, like the quarterback or some a part of the team that's overseeing and helping find methodology for mitigating all of that. But as companies grow, as tomorrow you offer a new product or a revenue stream, having all of that roll up to the risk manager and them have visibility into all of those company risks, I think is one of the probably biggest challenges they face today. And I think technologies that provide that collaboration or visibility when we all, when working from home right now, we're decentralized, I think is paramount to really building a strong ER enterprise risk management program. But again, I'm not a risk manager day to day, but I think that's probably one of the biggest challenges they would say they face.
0: Yeah. What's something, this is always a little controversial question, what's something that you think that you have a belief in the industry that they have commonly that you disagree with or something that you think the industry is sleeping on that you would say, hey, in all my conversations with the most innovative organizations, here's the piece where... I see that a lot of organizations aren't paying attention to right now.
1: So I guess a twofold answer would be, from the outside looking in, maybe it's more of like a tech answer, but the the total addressable market in the insurance industry is so big. I'm a company and I want to sell to insurance brokers. There's 30,000 insurance brokers. Well, sure, but... There's some brokers that only focus on personal lines. Like we just talked about, there's some that are niche focused on construction and different industries. So when you actually take time to understand that, Tam, you may find it's not as broad as you thought it was. So just kind of scratching below the surface, I think that's a common misconception from a tech lens. And then I think something we're sleeping in the industry is just how much data the insurance industry takes in about different companies, their risk profiles and how that's utilized. So I definitely think we're sleeping on the data that the industry sits on, how it's utilized, and then the actual products, whether it's a widget or a whole company that can be built out of some of the data that we sit on and how it's essentially. Utilize.
0: That's interesting. So we know like I filled out insurance or bought insurance commercially and privately, and you fill out a ton of information on that, but not all of that's being utilized back to the customer or being utilized in the market in solutions or wherever the case might be. One of the things that we use at layer is we use intent data of who's looking up what. We use a lot of different data sources. I think that's something that technology companies have really picked up on in the last three or four years is these different data elements that are even external. It would be insane to have all this information internal to your own business and not really be utilizing it successfully. A lot of risk managers talk about innovation and being able to pull claims up that they've had, be able to analyze those claims properly, but then also look at data, their firmographic data of the different businesses that they service. And also understand like, oh, here's a risk that we wouldn't have spotted if we didn't utilize the data and say, here's like thing. So it feels like that's really aligned with what risk managers want and how they want to evolve their programs as well. One last question before we go, which is kind of my favorite question in the podcast, which is, if you had to do it all over again, you're looking at yourself and you had to give yourself one piece of advice on the journey that you were about to undertake from Coachella to now, what would that advice be?
1: I would say it'd be Stay Curious. So I think one thing that people underestimate about the industry is that it's like, I hate to say it, but this like old white guy sitting at a desk and it's so much more than that. And I know you make fun of me, Jason, because I geek out on the insurance <laughs> industry probably too, too much. Yeah, no, I don't make fun of you. I love insurance. But I think if you stay curious, ask a lot of questions, you can learn a whole lot about more than insurance. A lot of other industries and have really cool experiences. You know, I've been on mine sites. I've been able to hold cold bars. And I never imagined those kind of opportunities existed when I started in the insurance industry. So with whatever you do, whether it is tech, insurance, take that opportunity and and be curious about what you're doing. Ask a lot of questions to the people around you that know a lot.
0: I definitely appreciate that advice. And I also do think that you live that advice. You're very curious. You're very much always looking two levels down from surface level information and going through that. And I, it couldn't be more true. So uh, the good job living your advice. And I do think that's good advice for everyone out there. Thank you so much for joining me on Brick by Brick, Sharon. It was a pleasure to have you. I look forward to working with you for many, many, many more moons. Thank you. Thank you,
1: Jason. hope it wasn't too weird for
0: you. <laughs> wasn't. Thank you. Bye.
1: Have a great one. Take
0: care. Risk Management Brick by Brick is brought to you by TrustLayer. Find out how TrustLayer manages risk so that the people can build the physical world around us, head over to trustlayer.io. And then make sure to subscribe to Risk Management Brick by Brick on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. On behalf of the TrustLayer team, thank you for listening.